Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rasu Shrestha, Chief Innovation Officer at UPMC and Executive Vice President of UPMC Enterprises. In this segment, we talk about why he believes leading by pilot is a flawed strategy, how UPMC works to ensure a strong level of commitment with initiatives, and what they're doing to improve usability and reduce clinician burnout. Right, really interesting. That goes back to what you were talking about with the living lab, and it's a quicker way to pilot maybe something that come up at UPMC Enterprises and you know, get to do it in that type of environment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting, our approach to innovation, and this differs in many ways from some of the other approaches that I've seen across the board. And again, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach to innovation, but our approach is where we actually um, don't lead by pilot. You know, we lead uh, first and foremost when we're talking to whether it's innovators and physicians or even patients and others internally uh, across the UPMC network or externally where we're, you know, specifically talking with startups and entrepreneurs and other um, companies and entities that want to work with us. We lead by uh, talking about strategic alignment. And in doing so, really, we lead by talking about you know, specifics of the pain points that we're experiencing across you know, this living lab at UPMC and how that then resonates with the specific skill sets and attributes that you know, these startups and entrepreneurs and physicians and others bring to the table, but also in how do we make sure that we're able to align those interests to really take it to the next level, put a force field really around those, those pain points but also then find champions internally who are able to not just bring a level of expertise and maybe data and, and other elements to this, but also are able to stick with it for the, not just the short term, but the medium to long term. And, and in doing so, as we're defining those alignment areas and, and really focusing it from a strategic perspective, what naturally tends to happen is we, we tend to then build a business case around it, um, and we're able to articulate the specifics of more of a, an iterative, agile process to really look at some of how we address those pain points and challenges with solutions that might be sticky. And, um, and then the pilot comes naturally, right? The pilot just becomes part of that um, as it survives through, you know, the vetting process as it's, and, and iterates through the process that we've, we've defined internally. So it's slightly different from some of the other approaches that I've seen, and, and it might maybe take a little bit longer but at the same time, um, I, I think it's the right way to go. I think it best leverages the, the insights um, and the capabilities that we're able to bring as an organization uh, and that living lab that we talked about earlier, but also uh, best positions the partnerships that we're trying to form uh, both internally as well as externally in the right light and ups the chance of success and the longevity in, uh, that's required, um, you know, the runway needs to be longer, the appetite needs to be broader and, and, and deeper, uh, because healthcare is challenging. So that's what we're trying to bring, and, and it's that special mix in that formality that I just described that I think uh, in many ways makes us uh, stand apart from, uh, from some of the other efforts that I've seen. Yeah, because certainly one of the downsides that you hear sometimes with pilots is that there, there is a uh, start and end date, and uh, sometimes it, even if the pilot is a success and people want this, it doesn't mean that it's something that's necessarily going to go right into part of their practice. So there, there are certainly downsides to doing it the traditional way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I, um, you know, I always try to push for is 
anything that we expend any level of um, time, money, and resources to, we want to make sure that there, there's a strong level of commitment to actually implement this solution. The software speak uh, that we use internally is that we drink our own champagne. But the idea here is we're not just a group that you know, science checks much like VCs do or other firms do. We're, we're a strategic partner that brings in capital, but also as we're bringing in capital and co-investing in these solutions, we're also co-creating these solutions. We're bringing in you know, human-centered design experts. We're bringing in engineering. Uh, we're bringing in data scientists and, and then clinicians and, and analysts and others really across that living lab that I referenced earlier. So within UPMC Enterprises, our team has continued to grow to a point where today we're close to about 250 employees, and that's not counting the dozens of employees that have left UPMC Enterprises to join the, the many startups that we have across our portfolio. And our team continues to grow, but in that makeup of the team, I'd say about 70 plus percent are technologists and data scientists and engineers. So we bring in a strong acumen around co-creation, which I think is really important uh, as well, and then tapping into, again, you know, the expertise that we have uh, across the enterprise and then you know, adding that back to the specifics of the products that we're creating. So as we're creating those products and we're implementing those solutions, we then not just are able to perfect product or the set of attributes that we're working on, but before we then take it out to market, either directly or through some of our startups and portfolio companies, we're able to you know, talk to it, not just as you know, an investor and a co-creator, but really as customers. And, and this then also becomes one where we're talking not just about the technology or the product, uh, but we're talking about the vision. We're talking about the story. We're talking about the specifics of the outcomes and the benefits and the value that we're getting from some of those products and attributes. So it really becomes a different level of not just co-creation, but also in, in, in being able to understand the value of these solutions when we then talk to our peers and our portfolio companies are, are then able to you know, go after and, and, and see if there are fits with other organizations that may have needs for those types of solutions and products. Right, very interesting. Now, one of the, the things that you, you mentioned before was about digital health and, and trying to, to make clinicians' lives easier. And as much positive has come from, uh, you know, EHRs and uh, the whole effort to, to digitize records, it's been a lot of challenges on physicians. And are there certain areas in which, which you, you're looking to improve that usability, or, or how are you approaching that particular issue? As a radiologist by background, um, a clinician at heart, um, you know, usability is something that um, absolutely is near and dear to um, our efforts at UPMC and UPMC Enterprises. You know, in many ways, we feel that in the last 10, 20 years of rolling out digital solutions, we've you know, replicated the analog form factor, film and paper and files and folders to digital films and e-files and e-folders. And so even the nomenclature is very similar. And and in many ways, the Gen 1 of solutions that we've built were built so that you know, there's an air of familiarity with sort of the analog culture that we are still embracing and we've, we haven't really let go of. And in doing so, it's caused some benefits. A lot, a lot of it is digital. We're able to share records across you know, large geographies in ways that we've just not been able to, we've just not been able to do in the, in the analog world. But there's also been a lot of focus on documentation and billing and, and the challenges around interoperability that I briefly alluded to earlier. 
you know, they are front and center when it comes to clinician, you know, usability of these records and clinicians interacting or struggling with them. So in many ways, technology, um, as much as it's aided some efficiencies and, and effectiveness of care, technology has also in large parts become an impediment to care. And what we're trying to do is really trying to address all of that and say, all right, how do we uh, in large parts make technology as invisible as possible? How do we bring in capabilities um, uh, such as natural language processing, pattern recognition, artificial intelligence, chatbot type technologies, and really bring the focus back on the patient, bring the focus back on the human element of the care that we're trying to provide, Uh, things that technology in many ways is not able to uh, replace, trust, for example, communication and collaboration as another example. Uh, care coordination as yet another example. And these are all human elements that I believe we need to accentuate with technology. So we're, we're working really hard in uh, making sure that technology disappears into the backdrop, that we're able to, for example, address some of the specifics around the challenges that we have around, say, physician burnout and documentation and how we even interact with computer systems and clinical information systems. Uh, That human-computer interface is an area that's really ripe for innovation uh, because we've just stuck with how we've done things for the last decade or more. So those are, you know, specific areas where from a usability perspective, we really believe that we can take things to the next level and we're actively working towards a number of those different areas. And of course, you're a radiologist by background, so I'm sure that the issue of of burnout is something that's very close to your heart. But does the organization, UPMC, have, UPMC Enterprises, sorry, have specific ways of communicating with physicians and and trying to really get to those pain points? And how do you go about doing that? That's a very good question. And it is something that we've been really trying to perfect over the last many years. And, And we're at a point where we don't start on any project, any project whatsoever, without engaging our end users. And our end users um, you know, include obviously the clinicians, but sometimes include the patients, and you know, they could be technologists and others as well. So clinicians are very much front and center in a, a lot of the efforts that we're continuing to push forward at UPMC Enterprises. Let me give you an example. In fact, I'll give you two examples. Uh, one in the space of mental health. You know, mental health is, is an area where, you know, I believe there's a, a strong stigma associated with mental uh, and behavioral health. There's also the challenge of lack of access to expert resources uh, across the board for mental health resources. So what, what we've done is we're working with a company called Lantern out of San Francisco. We led a $17 million Series A round with Lantern some time back, and we're co-creating a set of solutions with them with mental health experts and physicians who are just really at the frontier, at the top notch of their skill sets of, of mental health and behavioral health, and they just happen to be working here at UPMC. And um, we're co-creating a set of solutions and piloting these solutions really across the board at UPMC. So that's this is one example of how we're tightly integrating clinicians in the very design of these solutions right up front. Another quick example is really in the space of imaging. Um, we're creating what, what we call the next generation imaging platform. And in doing so, we're um, working very cohesively with our radiologists and our imagers. And they actually rotate through uh, our, uh, our innovation center. We have a reading room environment that's actually set up where they're able to come in and read studies 
and interact directly with our human-centered design experts, interact directly with our analysts and data scientists and usability experts. And so, you know, that level of interaction where it is raw, it is real, uh, we're able to uh, see them at their, at their uh, sort of their natural uh, real estate and, and through their struggles as well as through their joys of, you know, uh, and the delights that they may see and, and certain types of capabilities uh, as we as we finesse on them and, and sort of bring them to the, to the front of their eyes and their, and their workstations and the, in, the, in the workspaces that they're interacting with. So the level of interaction that we have with clinicians is uh, par none. There's always room for improvement, but I believe that with uh, embracing the principles of design thinking, starting first with empathy, uh, really engaging end users in ways that we've just not been able to do before, uh, we're getting a level of not just buy-in, but superiority in, in the design and the makeup of our products and, and, and solutions uh, to a level that we just have not been able to achieve previously. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.